0: Ron DeSantis launches his campaign, and it doesn't go great. Uh, what did go great was his message, though. Uh, Bud Light can't give their crap away, and the Surgeon General makes a declaration that we have all known about for the last half decade. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumb Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumb Talking Politics. Okay, little FYI, I will be gone. Uh, This weekend, I'll be gone Monday. Obviously, it's Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. God bless all of you who have served. God bless all of those who have died in defense of this country. Let's not forget that. Let's never forget the meaning of these holidays. I know for a lot of people, it's just a day off. It's not just a day off. It's far more than just a day off. It is a celebration of people who put their lives in harm's way or have lost their lives by defending this country. So let's be very clear. So I will be off, uh, tomorrow through Monday. I will be going to Mexico. Yay. Sort of. I, it's not exactly Cancun or Ensenada. It's actually kind of an armpit of Mexico, but outside of Cancun and Ensenada, what are the, not the armpits of Mexico? So go figure that out. Anyway, so I'll be gone. And, uh, but there will be, uh, there are a bunch of videos on rumble. So visit rumble.com. There will be a video released tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Uh, take a look at it and, uh, let's get to the news now. Okay. So we do have some news and it's, it's actually, some of it's actually pretty good news. So. Target is panicking, as they should. Uh, apparently, their embrace of mutilating children, tucking away their sex organs, and supporting Satanism isn't working out, as they have lost $9 billion last week. So, I mean, this is just, a hey, fuck around and find out. The law of play stupid games, win stupid prize. This is what's happening with Target. And people are getting sick of this shit. That's what it comes down to. That's what all this comes down to. Target is I don't know what they're gonna do. They're a leftist organization, but people, most people, I would say, don't support this crap. And before we would just tolerate it. Now people aren't tolerating it. Now they're just saying, you know what, I'm not interested. Thank you. I'll go someplace. I'll go to Walmart. Or I'll go to a grocery store or whatever. They don't need Target. And hopefully, this is something that these companies will just learn. That yes, you may lose a lot of money right now. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is, you know what? You're there to sell shit. That's all you're there to do. Sell me a pair of pants and a bottle of wine. That's all you're there for. You are not there to change social perceptions, and they're they're learning this right now. They are panicking. Nine billion is nothing to scoff at in one week. Wow, that is a that is a tough. And you knew they knew about this that they were losing money in midweek because we just talked about how uh, the Target was panicking about this whole thing and they were suddenly hiding the trans displays. Well, yay, yeah, there you go. Good deal. We'll get to Bud Light in a minute, because, yeah, they're sucking eggs too. And they've come up with a new, uh, a new ad campaign that I don't know if that one's going to work out. In uh, other news that this happened today, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of a 94-year-old Minnesota grandmother. Now, apparently, this grandmother owed about $15,000 in taxes, plus there were interest rates, costs, and other penalties, and she, her home was confiscated, 94 years old. You know, I'm sorry, there's a point you just say, hey, let's just stop taxing 94-year-olds. Maybe I'm way off here. Maybe it's time, okay, maybe she was 88 when she didn't pay her tax. You know what? Just give her a break. All right. And she's a black woman, which doesn't help anything with the courts at all anyway. You're not going to get the government is not going to get a lot of sympathy with this. Well, the government then grifted her. So, they sold her house, her condo for $40,000 and kept the proceeds. So, basically, this broad would have made about 15,000 about $25,000 on this case. And of course, she sued. The government said, we're not giving up the $25,000. And the Supreme Court said, F you. And essentially, uh, the the gal whose name is, what's her name here? Geraldine Tyler. The gal sa- argued, the lawyers argued, this violates the Fifth Amendment's takings clause by confiscating property worth more than the debt owed by the owner. Now, the lower code court's actually ruled against her and the reason the lower courts rule rule against her is because the government does have a lot of leeway they can do quite a bit and a lot of people usually when they sue the government don't win but the supreme court gave the middle finger and said nope you got to pay for it as a matter of fact judge uh chief justice john roberts uh wrote a very i think serious Serious, had a a serious line in his opinion, which kind of stopped, which kind of was shocking. He said this the taxpayer must render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but no more. He's actually comparing the United States government to Caesar. That's a very conservative view of the government and what the government can do. So the government was not thrilled. I do not see an actual. Uh, a number. I, I'd have a hard time believing even the Democrats would have voted this. Uh, let's see if I can find. Uh, uh, no, I can't see how they they ruled. Um, so no, it was nine zero. So it was yeah. This was this was, and the th- uh, two other just, justices, Neil Gorsuch and Kentenji Brown said that this was probably a violation of the Fifth Amendment, too, or the Eighth Amendment, too. So, (laughs) yeah, um, that's pretty bad when the entire Supreme Court goes against you. And in a final bit of news, and this is sad news, um, Tina Turner, the iconic R&B singer, she passed away at the age of 83. Now, what I thought was amazing about this is that we were talking about Tina Turner last week, in one of my classes, and I thought she had already passed away, and it turned out it was actually her ex-husband who had passed away, and we were just talking about this. Tina Turner, great singer, Um, not a huge fan, but I, I really did like her music, so rest in peace, Tina Turner. Now, let's get to our stories. So, Ron DeSantis made his announcement on Twitter Spaces yesterday, did not go great. So, according to Fox News, it was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day for Twitter CEO Elon Musk. Mind you, that is a tad bit of an exaggeration. And the reason Fox News is exaggerating is Fox News is kind of pissed off that, that Ron DeSantis went outside the mainstream media to... Um, to actually announce. So yeah, and by the way, Fox News was making fun of DeSantis for doing this way before this debacle happened. So anyway, continuing. Must highly anticipated an announcement on Twitter Spaces featured that, that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis would formally enter the GOP presidential race turned into a debacle for the Tesla mogul on Wednesday. Twitter's mobile app repeatedly crashed and users complained that they were unable to hear the broadcast. The issues came after a lengthy delay as it appeared the platform was completely overwhelmed for arguably the biggest Twitter event since Musk purchased the social media platform last year. Musk has a staggering 140.8 million Twitter followers, but fewer than 300,000 managed to tune into the DeSantis chat. The Twitter space had 900,000 concurrent viewers at one point, according to screenshots of the space, but more than two-thirds bailed or were unable to listen to the tech issues by the time DeSantis was able to log in. Uh, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm on Twitter constantly. You probably know this. Uh, Twitter spaces, I use it a lot. Um, Twitter spaces, I did not see 900,000, but I saw about 750,000. Yeah, if you use Twitter spaces, you knew it was going to crash. Uh, not because it's unstable. It just isn't. has never really been made to hold that many people. And it has crashed before at that level. Now, a lot of people will sit back and say, oh, this is a disaster. Elon Musk is a loser, blah, blah. No, it's just, okay, you got to we got to straighten out the the problems that are in Twitter spaces. I like what Musk is doing with Twitter spaces. Now, they were, of course, embracing this crash online. And by the way, I'm so good at Twitter spaces, I use it so often. Because for me, it's just like radio. uh, That I was able to find the actual meeting in 10 seconds I was able to find the reconnection and able to log in and yeah it it never got I think it got over 400,000 people but yeah so about half just decided to drop it and would wait for the announcement someplace else and then other people were replaying the announcement so the great thing about Twitter spaces is one space can actually take another space and play it through their space so there was a lot of that going on So, a lot of people probably heard the announcement. They just went to another space. Whether it was Musk's space or some other space, they heard it. I mean, Brian Stelter had a space. And I'm sure he played the announcement. The kicker with his space, it only had 224 people. So... You know, Brian Stelter, obviously, as popular as ever. Now, to give you an example, 900,000, if 900,000 people were on that space, all right, and it crashed, let's give you an example of something. The highest viewed person on CNN only had about 600,000 viewers on CNN. So they don't talk about that. There were a lot of people listening to it. So as far as I'm concerned, this is not a big deal. Of course, everyone made it a big deal. Donald Trump, of course, made it a big deal. He said this. He he, he tweeted on um, Truth Social, Rob. yeah, That's his new name for, for Ron DeSantis. It's going to be Rob DeSantis. I just found out today the reason he's calling him Rob DeSantis is because uh, Ron DeSantis typed something in Twitter and accidentally typed Rob and not Ron so it was whatever. Rob Rob, my red button is bigger, better, stronger and is working truth. yours does not per my conversation with Kim jong-un of North Korea soon to become my best friend. I, I don't know what what this is such just gibberish. From this guy, this is all teenage bullshit that he's bringing. What what is he talking? Truth social, Truth social doesn't have the number of subscribers that Elon Musk's account has. How can he compare Truth social to Twitter? And Truth social, I have an account on Truth social. I never use it. There's a reason I never use it. It's an it's a conservative echo chamber. That's why. That's why I never use it. I, I I don't want to hear just about conservatives. I know what the conservative opinion. I want to hear from the leftists out there. And that's the difference between Truth Social and Twitter. And why Truth Social will never be as big as Twitter. But anyway, whatever. Trump said that. Of course, the media went off. The media was all... You had that broad over on MSNBC. Um, I can't remember her name. The gal who's black. black. Uh, she was just laughing her ass off. She was having a great time. By the way, you got to wonder again, why Trump and the left are all on the same page here. It really has got to bother. It bothers me. Okay, so anyway, but that wasn't the big thing. So what? Again, if you're on Twitter, you knew this was going to happen because you knew billions of people were going to log in and actually want to listen to this announcement. Here's the thing. Um, what about the message? Okay, what about the message? Excuse, let's not, let's not also forget that this had nothing to do with Ron DeSantis. This isn't Ron DeSantis' fault. Yeah, he picked Twitter. He knew this could happen. Musk knew this could happen. They all knew this could happen, all right. But what about the message? Let's look at the message of Ron DeSantis, because I got news to you. That's what hit me. That's what when when I talk to my dad, if I talk to my dad about this, that will be what I talk about because his message is was pretty awesome. So let's let's look at a couple of parts of his message. His message ended up being about seven and a half minutes before he took questions. And by the way, his questions were fantastic. I mean, he he had answers for everything. And I think this is going to be a problem Trump is going to have. So here's the first thing. Um, Here, DeSantis is announcing, and he begins to just talk about the mess that is within this country right now and how this mess can be reversed. Let's listen.
1: So, yeah, Governor, uh, there's been a lot of speculation over the last couple of months about your your plans. Um, I understand that you may have an announcement to make. Uh, we've got, I think, a, a record audience assembled here. Uh, you know, the, probably the biggest uh, room that's probably ever been assembled online. Uh, what, what would you like to tell them? Well, I am running for president of the United States to lead our great American comeback. Look, we know our country's going in the wrong direction. We see it with our eyes and we feel it in our bones. Our southern borders collapse. Drugs are pouring into the country. Our cities are being hollowed out by spiking crime. The federal government's making it harder for the average family to make ends meet and to attain and maintain a middle-class lifestyle. And our president, well, he lacks vigor, flounders in the face of our nation's challenges, and he takes his cues from the woke mob. I don't think it has to be this way. American decline is not inevitable. It is a choice. And we should choose a new direction, a path that will lead to American revitalization. We must restore sanity to our nation. This means embracing fiscal and economic sanity. Stop pricing hardworking Americans out of a good standard of living through inflationary borrow, print, and spending policies. And please embrace American energy independence. This also means... Replacing the woke mind virus with reality, facts, and enduring principles merit must trump identity politics.
0: That's a strong message. And that's a message that Donald Trump is not conveying right now. This this is exactly what I want to hear. Donald Trump is going, all his commercials right now, they're all playing on Fox News, by the way, all those commercials right now are all about DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. You, you want a winning message, you don't attack DeSantis, you attack Biden. This is why, this is my problem with Trump. Trump is not concerned about the country, he's concerned about himself. He wants to be president of the United States. And there is one thing that has been said by many presidents in the past. If you want to be president that badly, you probably shouldn't be. And... I think ego has trumped his love for the country. And yeah, pun intended. But that wasn't his only message. Here he is uh, describing the problems of the country and basically ripping Joe Biden.
1: Let's listen. We must return normalcy to our communities. America's a sovereign country. Our borders must be respected. We cannot have foreigners pouring into our country illegally by the millions. We cannot allow drug cartels to poison our population with fentanyl. Public deserves safe communities, and law and order must be maintained in American cities. We can't have inmates running the asylum, and we must reject attacks on the men and women of law enforcement. We also must reestablish integrity in our institutions. This includes the military. I'm proud to be a Navy veteran, an Iraq veteran. And I revere our services, but when revered institutions like those in our military are more concerned with matters not central to the mission, whether it's global warming or gender ideology and pronouns, morale declines and recruiting suffers. And you need to eliminate these distractions, and we need to get focused on the core mission. We also cannot have true constitutional government if the most significant issues are decided by the whims of unelected bureaucrats rather than the people's elected representatives. Reestablishing integrity in our institutions means we must reinvigorate our constitutional system by returning the government to its rightful owners, we the people.
0: Extremely strong message. How can any conservative not like what he's saying here? And then just juxtapose that with what Trump's saying. Trump's not saying any of this stuff. Now, Trump did release a uh, policy. Template. He did release what he's gonna do, and it's very good. But this is not something Trump's saying. And I point this out with my dad when I'm I'm watching when I'm watching with my dad Trump's uh, rallies. I say, Dad, all he's doing is talking about himself. This is a problem. And and everything he's hitting on is not about Trump. It's about the problems in this country and it's attacking the Democrats. And this is what's going to win an election. Now, here he is, and he he, he keeps going. Now he decides to take a shot at Trump. Now, mind you, he doesn't name Trump like he did with Biden. He just says, yeah, this is no show. This is no acting, uh, uh, no movie. This is real life and shit needs to get done. He doesn't say it like that. Maybe if he did say it like that, it, it would be embraced more. But listen to this, and it's a very good message. But we also understand governing is not entertainment. It's not about
1: building a brand or virtue signaling. It is about delivering results. And our results in Florida have been second to none. We can and we must deliver big results for America. I pledge to be an energetic executive
0: that will take on the important issues. That is a slam of Trump, whether you like it or not, but it is correct also. Now, remember this. Uh, One of the problems that the media is really pushing right now is DeSantis isn't the likable guy. That is one of the big areas that they're talking about. Yeah, DeSantis doesn't doesn't need to be a likable guy. The only people who should be liking DeSantis is his wife and his kids. That's it. No, it doesn't matter who likes DeSantis. By the way, that's bullshit anyway. Anyone who knows Ron DeSantis says he's a really nice, very personable guy. And I'm sorry, you don't become governor without being a personable guy. If you're an asshole like Bernie Sanders, you might get you might get elected in uh, Vermont or where the hell he's from. But you're never going to get elected to big office, like presidency, or a governor. Okay? So what he's saying here is very smart. He's there to do a job. I'm not there to be liked. I'm not there to make a brand. I'm not there to put on a comedy show. And that is a pretty strong message. And don't think for a second that is not a slam at Donald Trump. Because that's all Donald Trump does. Okay, let's get to our second story. And we're going to get through these three stories because these three stories are pretty awesome. By the way, uh, when I publish this on the website, there are more stories, but I just don't have the time to cover them. So go to the website at politics.com and you can take a look at everything I didn't get a chance to talk about this week. So let's get to Anheuser-Busch. So we see how Target is getting raped. Okay, which is a good thing. I, I want to see Target. I want to see Target have to apologize. And by the way, I want to see all these guys apologize. Apologize and say, hey, you know what? We'll just sell you our shit, and we'll never do that crap again. That's that, uh, anybody who does that, they're gonna get enough respect that people will come back to them. Bud Light just isn't getting that message, and the problem is they're losing money, hand over fist. I went to a San Diego Padre game this weekend and all the Bud was there. All the Bud Light was there. All the other beer was sold out, but the Bud Light was there. And the big problem they have at baseball games, believe it or not, the other beers, the microbreweries and things, they're the same price as the Bud Light. No so people aren't buying it. Okay. And this is a huge beer drinking weekend. Memorial Day. Everybody and their mother is gonna forget about what the reason Memorial Day is there and they're gonna get drunk. Well, guess what? I mean, the cops are going to be all over the streets. They already are. Well, the company is reeling because, oh shit, Memorial Day is here and people are still not buying our piss water. Okay. So they decided to go into a different direction. According to Fox News, this is amazing stuff here. According to Fox News, some Budweiser products are being sold for free in some stores thanks to a new promotional rebate. From Anheuser-Busch Company, following weeks of Bud Light backlash, ahead of and by the way, Bud Light isn't the only Anheuser-Busch beer that is taking it in the ass right now. They're not. Budweiser is taking. Don't forget, Bud Light is its own company. Budweiser is its own company. All of the other piss water beers they sell, they're their own companies. So what they were afraid of is that Bud Light was going to take it in the butt. They didn't realize that Budweiser is also taking it in the butt. Awesome. Ahead of Memorial Day weekend, Bud Light revealed a new promotion called the U.S. Budweiser Family Memorial Day Rebate, online for customers from eligible states. The rebate promises an an amount, quote, equivalent to the purchase price of one 15-pack or larger uh, pack, up to $15, end quote. A Bud Light, Budweiser, Budweiser Select, Budweiser Select 55. Digital prepaid MasterCard, uh, which is basically an Anheuser-Busch digital prepaid MasterCard. I don't know who wrote this article, but it is just a terribly written article. Based on recent prices for Bud Light products, however, in some cases, this would be giving packs of beer away for free. Online searches of local Bud beer retailers find that offers under $15 for 15 packs or larger of these Budweiser products, making the products free after rebate, excluding sales tax and state restrictions. So, in other words, they're giving their beer away, and what's really funny, they're still not selling so basically, you have to fill out a thing. You're going to get a credit card for the exact cost of the beer you buy, and people still aren't being, are not buying the beer. Here's the deal: we should not stop. Uh, by we should not start buying Budweiser. We should pay for our beer. Don't be lured by the free piss water. We need to make Bud Light do this. Apologize and promise not to do this trans crap again. That's it. If they went on Twitter today and they just apologized and said this was a stupid move, we're sorry, we won't do it again. Yes, 0.4% of the population that is trans is going to be all pissed off, and yes, They're going to throw fits on TikTok and Twitter. So the frick what? Let them. They don't buy. They're buying White Claws and Zimas and shit. They're not buying Bud Light. Men buy Bud Light. There's a reason baseball games have tons and tons and tons of Bud Light. Because men go to the games and men buy the beer. And now men are saying, you've just insulted us, telling us we need to think that's a woman and it's not. And now you want us to buy your your crappy beer? Yeah. Keep it up. Don't give in until these guys apologize. And everyone is saying the same thing. You apologize, we'll buy a case of Bud Light tomorrow. All right. Well, here's a story that just goes, well, duh. Um it shouldn't shock anyone. Yet this for some reason made big news. And I, I don't and by the way, it'll it makes big news, but no one is gonna change their behavior. This is one of the biggest problems in our society. It, this is not a government problem. This is a social problem. According to the Daily Wire, US Surgeon General Vivek Murphy Murphy issued an advisory on Tuesday warning that social media use among minors can severely damage mental health. Duh! The advisory, which noted that social media use is nearly universal for young people, noted that there has never been a robust safety analysis for the technology among minors, a reality which comes as mental health declines considerably among the demographic. Murthy prompted lawmakers, technology companies, and families to take action. There are a few things wrong here. Um, it is up to parents to take care of this, and parents are not taking care of this. The government is not going to take care of this because the government is only about controlling the tech companies. And the tech companies aren't going to take care of this because the tech companies are on- only give a damn about the money. They don't give a damn about the kids. It is up to the parents to take care of this. I mean, all the controls that the government could come up with, would come up with, will show us two things. One, how bad the government is at doing jobs. Because the government will implement policies and crap like that that don't actually fix the problem. And two, the government just wants to control the companies. They want, they wanna, they wanna, they want power. And the tech companies, they don't give a shit. They're only worried about the bottom line, the dollar. And all these studies he's talking that we should have, have already been done. We already know that Facebook and Twitter and all of the other uh, places like Snapchat, they're made to be addictive. We already know this. This is nothing new. There've already been studies. So Murphy uh, Murphy said in a statement, Quote, the most common question parents ask me is, is social media safe for my kids? The answer is that we don't have enough evidence to say it's safe. And in fact, there's growing evidence that social media use is associated with harm to young people's mental health. Uh, actually, there is enough evidence of it. Uh, I'm sorry, go to the Mayo Clinic and type in social media. They, ta- they talk about it. There's enough evidence of it. Children are exposed to harmful content on social media, ranging from violent and sexual content to bullying and harassment. And for too many children, social media use is comprising their sleep and valuable in person time with family and friends. Now, I do want to point out that Murphy here is not an innocent when it comes to this stuff. He was supporting shutting down the country during COVID. And that's when all hell broke loose with social media, with TikTok and things. It turns out when kids are stuck inside the house, now don't forget, remember, they used to fill skate parks with sand so kids couldn't go out and roller skate or skateboard. They shut down beaches, for Christ's sake. They shut down parks. They were arresting people for walking alone on a beach this asshole supported that. So, you know, instead of the government worried about something, why don't you admit, listen, we were wrong. Again, this is a parent issue. Uh, The article also pointed out some 95% of minors between 13 years old and 17 years old report using social media while 40% of children between 8 and 12 said the same despite minimum age requirements on the platforms. The advisory added... By the way, you can add porn to that too because porn is wide open and porn has become a social media aspect. If you go to Pornhub or RedTube, you can actually create an account and then upload your porn videos. So it's pretty disgusting uh, to the extent that social media has gone. The advisory added, the frequent use of technology is associated with changes in the development of the amygdala, the region of the brain responsible for emotional learning and behavior, as well as the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for impulse control and moderation of social behavior. All this is known. This is why kids can't vote till 18. This is why kids, well, I mean, kids shouldn't be voting till 21 or 25 because that's when the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex are developed. This is why you can't own a gun till 21. We already know kids are not developed. And to sit there and think that a kid staring at a phone all day is good for him? Uh, who, Who thinks that? Who would think for a second that's a good idea? Listen, in a hundred years, what we're going to find out is that Gen Z and Gen Alpha are going to be completely effed up and the internet and the cell phones are going to be to blame. They're going to be compared to heroin, methamphetamine, cocaine, and we did nothing about it. And I don't blame the government here. I do blame the tech companies a little bit. But mostly I blame parents. And I know parents. I know parents that actually really effed this whole thing up. They really did. And I I know parents. I see my daughters with my grandkids. I see Josie with her kids. Yeah, you know what? I know it's convenient to just put a phone in front of the kid to shut the kid up, but this is not good for the kid. Parents need to take responsibility for this. And in the end, that's what it's going to be. Okay. We're going to, we're going to do one more story because I think this story is absolutely funny and it involves crime in blue cities. And and when you have crime in blue cities, the first thing the blue poli- the city the politicians in those blue cities do is try to blame somebody else, and the easiest targets are white supremacists and corporations. Those who are who they blame constantly. Like in Baltimore and Chicago, there is this huge thing of white supremacists out there. Oh yeah, there aren't. So then they go to their backup, which is uh, the corporations. So when car theft goes up and you need to blame a corporation, what better corporation to blame than the car corporations? According to The Blaze, Baltimore is suing Kia and Hyundai, claiming their cars are too easy to steal. Joining other cities, such as St. Louis and Seattle, according to the office of Baltimore Mayor, Brandon Scott. Now, Seattle, St. Louis, Baltimore, completely blue cities, all right? Uh, You don't see Nashville listed in a lawsuit here. You know why? They don't have any car theft. You know why? Because they put people in prison. Continuing with the article, the city of Baltimore filed a suit Thursday against the automakers, quote, for failing to equip their vehicles with industry standard vehicle immobilization technology, end quote, officials said. The mayor's office said without the vehicle immobilization technology, cars can be started without a key, adding that it's, quote, a flaw that has been the subject of numerous TikTok videos demonstrating the ease with which these cars can be stolen, end quote. Well, do you know what other problem these blue cities are having? Their economies. They're all basically poor cities and here's the problem with this vehicle immobilization technology that raises the price of the car a lot of people can't afford the extra five thousand dollars for that type of technology and by the way it's not hyundai and kia have always been known as throwaway cars they're cars that last for five years they are the bare bare bones cars okay Their safety standards meet all of the standards. They're moderately safe cars, especially Hyundai. But in order to add that, you have to raise the price of the car. And these cars are popular in these cities because most of the people are poor. They can't afford the car with the vehicle immobilization technology. And so they just buy a car. Continuing with the article, officials said it's resulted in, quote, a rash of thefts, these vehicles, not only in Baltimore City, but nationwide. 577 Kias and Hyundais have been stolen in Baltimore so far this year, a pace that will likely result in a year-end total of more that more than doubles 2022. Scott said, quote, these cost-cutting measures... End quote, by the automakers come, quote, at the expense of public safety and are unacceptable. Of course, later in the article it says, Commissioner Michael Harrison added that Baltimore policies have tracked the striking increase in auto thefts of Kia and Hyundai vehicles throughout the city. Year to date, auto thefts are up 95 percent, with Kia and Hyundais representing 41 percent of all vehicles. So in other words, there's still a minority of vehicles being stolen. Now, I do want to point out something. A couple of things. One, um, these cars were available in 2020. They were available in 2018. They were available in 2016. As a matter of fact, prior to 2015, most cars did not have vehicle mobilization technology. Yet, now, all these cars are being stolen. What happened? Well, maybe... You guys making car theft a misdemeanor had something to do with it. Maybe not throwing car thieves in prison. Car thieves used to spend 20 years in prison if they stole a number of cars. A car thief who used to steal a car would spend at least 10 years in prison. Now, they don't even get bail. And then the other question is, why is this not happening in cities like Dallas, Nashville, even Miami. It's happening in places like San Francisco, Seattle, St. Louis, Baltimore, Los Angeles. Why? Well, because they, they crime is not a crime in these cities. That's where the problem lies. So, you know, you can blame corporations, but it's your policies that is the reason these cars are being stolen. And by the way, if 41% of the cars being stolen are Hyundais and Kias, I mean, well, what's the other 59%? What's the story with them? Does that mean that car thieves are just going to have to become clever? I guarantee you they're going to be able to steal cars no matter what. It's all crap. It's misdirection. It's bad policies. And politicians have to blame somebody. They can't blame themselves. And they're stupid. Frickin' policies. Okay, I hope you have a blessed weekend. I hope you have a great Memorial Day. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.